As we enter these last two weeks of Lent, uh, there's some really powerful readings and some simple things we can look at as far as the Gospel of John goes. So Gospel of John is the fourth gospel. It's the final uh, gospel written. It's different than the synoptic gospels, the first three gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Um, but in the beginning of the Gospel of John, it gives a lot of context of what's actually going on here because there's a wor- two words that are, or should I say it's three words, that are actually um, totally uh, important for us as we enter into this final two weeks. So Jesus is moving uh, towards Jerusalem, and people want to stop him. They don't want to see what their sins have, are going to do to him. Uh, but Jesus is a man on mission. And he's always been on mission. It's really a beautiful thing to just see this, this, this mission and this desire to go out and bring the good news to those who need to hear it and need to know there's actually a, a deeper purpose to life. So in the beginning of the Gospel of John, um, as Jesus is, is walking about, John, the beloved disciple, points him out. And then two others... They start following him and he said, where are you staying? He says the words, come and see. So they have this invitation as you and I have an invitation every single day to come and see. So Jesus comes to Lazarus' tomb and he asks the question, where is he? So this question, and he asks, makes a statement, you know, it's, come and see. That's their answer to him. Where is he? They say, come and see. And that's a question for us to ask us as we enter into uh, the last two weeks of, of Lent is, is, you know, is Jesus says, where is, where is Lazarus? Where are you? Like, are you, are, you, are you here? Are you present? Or is your mind already escaping? Because God's not there. Or are you focusing on maybe some things that you did this past week, as good as they might be, but, but God's not there. God's only in the present. We have to remember that Jesus is God, and so he clearly, he clearly knows where Lazarus is, but he wants to see where death is present so he can bring his life into it. I'll say that again. Jesus knows where Lazarus is, but he wants to see where death is, death is present so he can bring life into it, bring light into it. St. Paul talks about this so beautifully today. In our second reading, talking about if you're living in the flesh, you can't please God, which means you're living a worldly life, just all full of pleasure. But he says if you're living in the Spirit, God will dwell in you. So, so Jesus is God dwelling among us. And that's such a beautiful word for us to look at, just dwelling, which means like resting. And how often do we take time to do that? Just to dwell and rest with the Lord the God of the universe who wants to bring life into all of our darkness. And notice how much easier it is for you and I. Imagine you're walking in your room, no lights on, no phone with the, with the, with the camera light. Uh, you're walking around, you're probably going to stumble or walk into something. And it's just a very simple thing as St. Paul talks about that. You know, as, as, as Lazarus is in his, in his dark tomb, St. Paul's talking about living in the flesh, it's, it's living in the darkness. But we have to remember that Jesus, again, he is God. And he is the light of the world. And wherever you're living that's in an area that's, that's, that's full of death or full of darkness, the invitation is to bring it to the light. But I don't mean like just bits and pieces, but all of it. Notice how there's this beautiful movement in the, in the dwelling presence of God in this, in this gospel in Jesus 
as the sisters, Martha and Mary, are simply so sad that their brother has died. They're weeping, but they, they, they bring it to Jesus and he asks, do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe? And they, they bring those, all their people to Jesus. Jesus brings that to their brother Lazarus. And as he calls Lazarus out of the dark, out of the tomb, out of the darkness, I, I just kind of wonder how many of us uh, are aware of, of what Jesus says after that. He says, obviously, come out of the darkness. None of us are meant to live in the darkness. But he moves, and, he, and then he says, now you go untie him, which means that you and I have a part to play. So often our culture has kind of formed us just to be kind of as consumed with myself. I got to take care of myself. For those of you who have been on a mission trip this past week, when you serve others, there's, there's a beauty of this, this forgetfulness of self. So Jesus is, is, is inviting us into his mission. But it happens to, we have to come and see. There's not always going to be someone to hold your hand. You have to take risks with the Lord. But again, if it's a come and see, it's an invitation. You can stay where you are. You can remain in the dark. And if that's you tonight, or maybe somebody you know, like how's that going for you? But if you're living in the light and trying to expose things to light, it can be kind of like, it's kind of hard to do at first. I mean, if you're in the, in the, when someone like flips the lights on you when you're sleeping all night, and it's kind of like at first, it's a little bit hard, but then eventually your body adjusts. And you actually want to remain in the light because it's much easier to walk in the day. It's much easier to walk in the light. But as you see people walking in the darkness, as, as you've come out of the tomb, then you have a role to play to go help untie them, to call them out. But notice how Jesus took time to do something I don't think a lot of us do, is when, when something tragic happens, he, he wept. Like he, he, he mourned and grieved and had this deep sadness, but he, he has a beautiful prayer from the heart where he just says, Father, I know that you always hear me. And the same is for you and I. The Lord always hears us. He says, I want to bring about your glory. I do this as a crowd here. I want them to know that I am the Christ. I don't want them to have any doubt that if they, if they bring whatever is in the darkness to me, that I'll, I'm ashamed of them. So he calls Lazarus out of the tomb. But then as he, as he calls him out, there's fear. Like, like Lord, there'll, there'll be a stench. He's going to smell bad. Um, but the Lord doesn't care about that stuff. He doesn't care about our fears, our excuses. He cares about you. And he loves you so deeply. And, and he weeps when you and I remain in the darkness. We remain in our sin. And he came to pay that penalty, the debt of our sin, on the cross. As we head into next week, you're going to hear about, the, about Palm Sunday. And it's just so interesting how people are so grateful when they're in the light, but as soon as they start living in the dark, their palms become swords. And that's a temptation for us. The palm is a sign of peace. It's a sign of, sign of the, the Savior coming. But how quickly does it take for you and I just to go right back to the darkness? Not very long, right? What does Jesus say? Repent and believe in the good news. Again, he's like, you don't belong in the darkness. You belong in the light. Tell me that you're sorry. Come to confession. Bring it to the light. And then when you start living in the light, then you have a, a role to play. You can't just, just, just keep go, going to the confession and not serving others. So very simply, it's come and see. And some of you have been doing that as you go on mission trips. You start serving and you start seeing things differently. And Jesus has asked that question, where are you? Where is he? Jesus knows. He is God. 
But know that when he asks that question, it's, it's the same question uh, the father asks in Genesis. Where are you? It's this desire that he's, he doesn't want us to live in the darkness. If we say we love Jesus, we should do, make decisions to live in the light. And he wants to see where death is. It's his desire. But not just so you can remain there, but so he can bring it, bringing that light and life into it. So whatever has been stirring in your heart, has been preaching, if it's anything that's just darkness or there's fear or there's anxiety, the Lord, what we're called to do is place it on the altar and say, you take care of it, Jesus. Because that same Jesus who called Lazarus out of the tomb is going to be here on the altar in just a moment. He will be here. Do you believe that he is the life and the resurrection? He says, I am. Like that's a good thing, to live in his presence and to receive that light. Let him dwell in you. So my challenge this week, as we're doing challenges each week, my challenge is for you to pray the, the creed every day. We say in the creed, I believe, I believe, I believe. But when you really do believe, like I just saw myself at Mass this morning weeping as I was saying that. Like I do believe. And if you believe, um, there's so much more hope to make sure we're not just saying words, we're not just going through a script. but It's coming from our heart, from a place that dwells with the Lord. For anything that doesn't allow us to dwell with the Lord, we're just called to simply give it to him. To roll the stone away, to let him call us out, and start over again. So we just take a moment of silence to pause and place whatever it is that's dark in our lives and let him take care of it. Let him call us out. But then if we're called to be Christ to others, he might say, now you have to go and tie them. You have work to do too. It can't just always be about you. You have to live a life focused on Christ, which leads to a life focused on others. And the invitation before you, you can do whatever you want. But he simply just says, come and see. And if you do, I guarantee you, it might not always be easier, but your life will be much more full of life. Amen.